Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Put my glasses on so I could see what the Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge, get a fresh new start. Jane Network will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and on the air. Good morning, everyone. It is pouring rain outside, but this is going to keep your mind off of the storms that we're having. And we have New York Times author Brian Freeman here with his scary book, I Remember You. On the 4th of July, Haley Evers does at a rooftop a rooftop party in Las Vegas. Hours later, she wakes up, even though she thinks she's dead and she's disoriented. Why can't she find the doctor who revived her? And why does her head feel crowded and loud? And why do her memories feel both foreign and familiar? Brian Freeman's here to tell you more. Good morning and welcome to MJ Network. Good morning, good morning. It's always nice to talk to you. I'm, I'm hearing you twice. I think you, you've got an echo going on in, in the background there. Yeah, I know, and I'm afraid to call back in again. I think I'm going to call back in on my cell phone and see if my phone does it again. That, that's better. I don't now. know why it's doing that, yeah. Um, you know, the it, one it, thing it, about this probably, is that memories are really exciting. So what research did you do into memories, and what happened to the main character? Yeah, you know, I've I've always I've always loved the the topic of memories, and uh, it, it it's come up a lot in in various uh, of my books. Uh, probably the first time that I really explored it was uh, was several years ago in uh, my novel The Nightbird. And uh, if you recall that very very mm-hmm. creepy, very scary novel, uh, that was uh, that was involved the whole question of whether whether you could implant, uh, uh, you know, you could erase someone's memories and, and then replace them with something else. Uh, and so I, I kind of went back to the theme of memory this time in, in I Remember You, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I was doing a lot of research on kind of what what is the state of the art in terms of people being able to capture memories these days. And, uh, uh, boy, it's, it's, a little, it's a little on the scary side. Uh, uh, there's a reference in the book to uh, research that was being done in Russia where – uh, subjects mm-hmm. were kind of hooked up to a computer, and they were shown photographs on the screen. Uh, and then, based on what they were seeing, uh, they the uh, another computer was attempting to replicate those photographs based just on the brain waves of the subjects. And uh, you know, it was kind of rough, but it, it was clear that they were they were making a lot of progress in that. And uh, and of course, as a thriller writer, I, I look at that and think, well, how can I? How can I take that to a dramatic extreme? And uh, and so that was sort of the the genesis of I Remember You. Um, so the the theme, the kind of the 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 showpiece behind I Remember You, uh, the story is told by this uh, young woman named Hallie Evers. And uh, uh, Hallie essentially dies at a at a rooftop party in Las Vegas and is then revived. Uh, but when she is revived. Uh, she has these strange dreams, these strange images in her head that, 
that almost seem as if they come from someone else's life. And uh, mm. uh, so that's kind of how the that's kind of how the, the book starts out. And uh, I, I love the fact that a lot of reviewers have been calling it uh, uh, Michael Crichton esque. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of true. Uh, and I, 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 I I've been you know I, I've been so impressed with the fact that it's been uh, number one in medical thrillers on on Amazon uh, since release, which I never thought I'd see the day where where that would be the case. But uh, so I guess I've I've moved from you know Robert Ludlum to Michael Crichton in the, in the span of a couple months. Since I, my last Jason Bourne novel came out what two months ago, and now here we are doing a, a Michael Crichton esque style thrillers so <laughs> well one sacrifice is on the side right over here I have it I think I posted the review I'm not sure if it came out in August right uh, yes uh, late late July the born sacrifice came out I have that I didn't give that one away yet so tell us about July 4th and how does she die and come back and I know people that I'm, have said that happened to them it's not so strange I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing I'm hearing you twice again, Fran, so I can't really make out what you're let saying. Me get, let me take my cell phone. Let me take my cell phone because my cam- if I hang up, the show's not going to happen. <laughs> so why did, uh, ha- what happens on July 4th? And how did she die and come back? I think it's the station that's doing good. Yeah, I'm 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 really struggling to hear you here. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, uh, um, the the party that uh, that Hallie Evers goes to happens uh, on uh, on on July 4th, and uh, she is in Las Vegas. And uh, Hallie works in uh, she's she's a writer in the medical device industry, one of those sort of boring marketing jobs that she's really good at, but would love to do something else. And uh, she, Hallie Evers has just a just about the worst July 4th you can you can possibly imagine. Uh, she uh, first she loses her job. Uh, she has a she has a way of saying things that aren't too diplomatic, and uh, and and she ends up getting fired. Uh, then she loses her boyfriend who, who dumps her by text mm. uh, and f- admits that he's been sleeping with her her best friend. Uh, and of course, this best friend is someone that Hallie has shared an apartment with, apartment with. So now. Uh, in addition to everything else, she's homeless on that day as well because she, now she's lost her apartment. So she goes to this party on on July fourth, and uh, Hallie is uh, Hallie's not doing very well that day. Uh, she's she's struggling with all of these things that have happened, and, and she's struggling with a lot of stuff from her past as well. And there are things at the party that sort of set her off and trigger her, and uh, and and the result of all of that is that that um, she ends up. Uh, she she ends up diving into in, into drugs that she'd been trying to get away from, and mm-hmm. and uh, essentially the combination of drugs and alcohol uh, has a has a terrible effect on on her heart, and she collapses, uh, and um, her her heart stops, and and uh, it, it goes into uh, fibrillation, and and ultimately she wakes up in the hospital uh, the next day, and she's been revived, um, but can't find the doctor who revived her. He, uh, he, he was one of the people from the convention and, and left the area uh, on his flight before, uh, before Hallie wakes up. And, uh, and she, again, has all of these, these strange visions in her head. And Hallie's not sure what to make of this because she has, uh, she has her own you know, uh, mental health issues from her past. Her, her mother uh, mm-hmm. uh, was schizophrenic and, and died tragically when Hallie was only... Ten years old, and, and that night sort of is, has always been, you know, 
a kind of a strangled memory out of Hallie's past. She can't really see what really happened that day. Uh, and, and so she's always worried ever since then that she's going to go down the same route that her mother went. And now all these mm-hmm. strange things are happening to her, and, and she, she can't really tell what's real and what's not. And, and she worries, you know, is this what's happening to me now, too? Well, how did you create her dreams? Well, I uh, run, run that run that by me again. I couldn't quite hear you. I know. I don't know why. I think it's a, it's a station. How did you create her her dreams? Yeah, you know that's uh, that that's that's one of the things that I always uh, enjoy is being able to um, to. To, to, to create these these dream sequences that, uh, that 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 feel not like dreams but more like memories and uh, so uh, Hallie uh, in the hospital is sort of she she's they they tell her she needs sleep but every time she sleeps mm-hmm. that's when these dreams start coming back to her and uh, they 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 take her someplace that that feels like she's um, she's been there before many times and yet she knows she never has and at the center of this all is this uh, uh, this cliffside home in uh, in some you know some area that she doesn't recognize, and in the middle of this all is this 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 statue of Poseidon, and uh, this this statue sort of becomes the centerpiece of her nightmares, and she she feels as if again uh, this this is very so vivid to her that uh, it doesn't feel like a dream; it feels like something that actually happened, and yet she knows this has never happened to her in her life. Well, don't people sometimes feel like they drew something, as if as if and they get up and they think they lived it again? Yeah, isn't that, isn't that interesting? I, that that almost feels like something that uh, that that comes from my yeah. my other book, uh, Infinite, which uh, dealt with uh-huh, uh, that was scary. Uh, with the whole idea of parallel universes and the idea that we we sort of you know with every choice we make, there's a there's another version of ourselves that makes the opposite choice in a parallel universe. So so I don't know. It, I I, I had I had tried a little with infinite to the idea that well maybe maybe our dream world is kind of a little bit of a portal into those other universes so if it feels like something has really happened well who knows maybe it did i don't think i want to know what haunts her and tell us about her child childhood i don't know where this is coming from but i can't change it um yeah uh the um the essence of uh, the essence of Hallie's uh, childhood is uh, again this this uh, the struggle that her mother had. It was just the two of them. It was it was her mother and Hallie, and uh, her mother was a, a brilliant woman and uh, and and a professor of, of uh, uh, medieval literature, and and was just a you know a, uh, was was a, a a brilliant woman who suffered through uh, through a difficult life because again she battled schizophrenia that essentially mm. you know uh, with every with every passing year sort of sent her more off the deep edge and and uh, and and Hallie thinks back to those those last days uh, uh, when when her mother was uh, was was simply you know unable to be helped and uh, there was one last night where. Uh, her mother was in, you know, her bedroom, and and there was just this terrible screaming coming in from inside, and she's been playing the same song over and over that fills the house, and uh, she's calling for help, and and Hallie remembers walking down the hallway to her mother's bedroom and, and putting her hand on the on the brass doorknob that leads inside, 
Uh, and uh, but she doesn't remember anything after that. Uh, it, it, everything else, you know, from that night is gone. And and uh, uh, the next thing that Hallie knows, uh, the police are finding her. She's she's walked miles through the through the Las Vegas, you know, uh, the area out to the desert in Red Rock Canyon. And she, this little girl, is just sitting there in the middle of the in the middle of the canyon and uh, and doesn't remember anything that happened. So that that's that's kind of always been the the, 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 the troubling essence of Hallie's life is there's this memory out there mm-hmm. that she can't um, uh, she she can't focus on she can't face and uh, uh, so as these new strange foreign memories come into her head it, it brings up mm-hmm. all of this uh, that uh, that she's dealing with from her childhood. In the present, what job does she get, and who is Julie? Yeah, she um, uh, uh, Hallie, of course, has lost her job in um, uh, mm. in the um, uh, in in on this July fourth, and uh, and so she gets a uh, uh, she gets a freelance job at uh, at a company in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, and the the, um, the the head of this uh, uh, the head of this company is uh, uh, a scientist from Boston, and he has pictures of his, mm. uh, his family on the walls and places that he's, uh, he's been with his family in Boston. <clears throat> and um, Hallie is looking at these, these photos, and, and she's just sort of uh, obsessed with, um, with, with these photographs and uh, uh, realizes that she can talk with this person about the details of, of Boston and, and know exactly where all these places are located, and, and she, she can remember these streets so vividly that she sort of knows what's around around the next corner from where these photographs were taken. And yet uh, when he asks her, well, how do you know Boston so well? Uh, she, she makes up a lie and says that, you know, she spent a long vacation there recently. And uh, in fact, yeah. uh, she's never been to Boston in her life. And yet how does she know the city so well? That's scary. Why does she want to meet Tyler? And what exactly does his company do? Well, the, uh, uh, the 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 search for what's going on in um, uh, in Hallie's head uh, leads her to uh, to a, a company in Boston, and uh, uh, the more she finds out about this company, the more she she um, wonders mm-hmm. whether this is at the heart of what what's going on in in her head. And uh, uh, it's a it's a company run by a man named Tyler Ray's, and. Uh, uh, just hearing that name uh, uh, sort of had, brings back sort of shattering memories for Hallie. She knows this person. She knows what he looks like. She, she remembers having dinner with him, and, uh, and if yet, of course, she's never met him. And so uh, Hallie ends up sort of uh, heading out of Las Vegas and heading toward Boston uh, to, to see this company and to find this man and to figure out uh, how did this all take place, and what does this have to do with what's going on inside her head? That's scary. So who is Andrew, and why why don't we like him? <laughs> well, we don't uh, like him. Uh, Hallie, Hallie, was, uh, Hallie was saved in Las Vegas by, by a doctor that... Uh, uh, that, that that got her heart started again, and uh, uh, and uh, the doctor introduced himself uh, to the other doctors in the area, the man named Reed Smith, and uh, supposedly worked with John Hopkins. Uh, and yet, when Hallie starts to uh, to try to find this doctor, uh, she discovers there there's no one at John Hopkins by the name of of Reed Smith, uh, and so she she doesn't know who this person was that saved her life. 
But as she starts to explore the, uh, the, the company run by Tyler Rays, she finds mm. uh, uh, that they have a partnership with, with uh, uh, a scientist at MIT named Andrew Eden. And when she sees the photograph of, of Andrew Eden, uh, she just knows this is actually Reed Smith and uh, realizes this was the person that was there mm. on that rooftop and, and saved her life. But Andrew is uh, well. And Andrew is, a, is is prickly, let's say, and he's one of those sort of cool, uh, cool, you know, rich East Coasters that uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know think, think, thinks thinks uh, that that he's kind of you know one of those ones that's uh, uh, changing the universe and, and doesn't need to worry about you know other people as a result of that. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, Hallie and Andrew sort of have a uh, a difficult relationship as they meet, and uh, and and not surprisingly, Hallie's wondering exactly what did Andrew do to her. We won't tell. Okay, so we have Sky and Savannah. Who are they? And how do they both die? I, I I'm 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 still hearing you twice, Brandon. It, it, it's becoming really. I know, and I keep I keep. Let me try on the other phone. I think it's the station because I called in three times. Um, who is Sky and who is Savannah, and how did they both die? Um, yeah, um, Sky. Uh, uh, as 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 Hallie begins to, to to dig into the past, and of course I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give away any secrets yeah. of the book. So, uh, but suffice it to say that uh, that 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 Sky is. Um, uh, Sky is intimately connected to Hallie in, in ways that, that Hallie uh, is, is shocked to discover. And uh, Sky and Savannah are sisters, and uh, uh, Savannah, uh, Savannah died uh, uh, years earlier, also on a July 4th, uh, mm-hmm. in, in very, very mysterious and violent circumstances. And, and uh, uh, the more that Hallie learns about what was going on in the past, the more she realizes that uh, this uh, this this woman Sky, with whom she seems to share uh, a, a a big part mm-hmm. of her life, uh, is dealing with uh, is is dealing with a, a repressed memory, much as Hallie is from from her mother, and so they they have a they have a lot in common in that regard because Sky is desperate to figure out what actually happened to Savannah, and Hallie in turn is is scared of discovering what really happened with her mother. What was Savannah's relationship to Andrew? Yeah, uh, Savannah and and Andrew seem to have a relationship, and and again, this is something that Hallie sees in mm. in one of her dreams, uh, but um, uh, she's not really able to uh, she's she's not really able to kind of put it all together in terms of who these people are. But it seems as if Andrew and and Savannah uh, were 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 close and were were engaged to be married, and and. Uh, uh, Hallie in her dream sees this terrible fight between them, and uh, and and uh, the result of that is that uh, uh, they they seem to break up, and uh, uh, she begins to discover that shortly after that was when Savannah died. So uh, uh, so the question here is is you know what again really happened to Savannah, and and did Andrew have some sort of role in this? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to eliminate the month of July. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, my well, sister died that. in July it's, it's, too. It, it's one of it's one of the best it's one of the best months of the year, but uh, maybe that's why a lot of things happen then because everybody's out and about and doing things. Yeah, my sister died July eighth. 
So I'm going to eliminate your eyes. <laughs> so tell us about Martin Glass and the paint. Why call it sky blue? That's interesting. Yeah, um, Haley, uh, Haley, when she is in Boston, uh, just fine. She's wandering mm-hmm. around the city. She knows, she, she remembers things, you know, doing things in the city, but of course she couldn't possibly have done because she, she's never been there before. And yet there's elements mm-hmm. of Boston that are so vivid to her. And, uh, and, and she finds herself drawn uh, into, the, into the Beacon Hill neighborhood and, and she finds herself at this gallery and she knows she's been there from before. She can remember so many of the paintings on the wall. Knows that she knows many of the painters that that have uh, that have their works displayed there. And she finds <clears throat> she finds a display by an artist by the name of Myron Glass. And uh, uh, these these very vivid, very colorful, swirling paintings uh, uh, strike a, a chord with Hallie. And she's she sees one of the paintings and realizes that, that what this painting is displaying is this, uh, this statue sculpture of Poseidon that has, has figured so vividly uh, in her dreams ever since, the, uh, ever since the night of July 4th. And then she finds, uh, and then mm-hmm. she finds another painting on the wall uh, of this woman that, that just feels so vivid to her. And, and the only description of that woman is Girl of My Dreams. That's the title of the, the painting. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and so she ends up uh, she ends up going to find Myron to find out um, you know why he painted this painting and who in fact this woman is uh, that that's in the painting and and what secrets Myron knows about her life. I like Myron. Who is Tori, and why does she reach out to to her? And who is it was Cavell who's following her. Um, yeah, uh, Hallie has, uh, you know, Hallie has dealt with uh, a lot of a lot of therapists in the in the course of her life. Uh, she uh, she jokes about the fact that uh, she's uh, she, she's visited most of the therapists in Las Vegas, and so she's going to have to think about switching to Reno next. Uh, and uh, uh, one of those therapists. Is, is a young woman named uh, Tori, and um, mm. uh, Tori is kind of this uh, this this smart, cool therapist uh, based in Las Vegas who who knows perfectly well that um, that Hallie is is you know blocking out things from her past and does not want to face what's what's really going on. And Tori has has tried to move Hallie along and uh, has tried to suggest uh, even using things like hypnosis to start diving into her past and figure out what what memory it is that she's repressing of, of her mother. And so when this all starts happening to, to Hallie, uh, she she doesn't really have anyone that she can she can talk to about this. And so she she ends up turning to her uh, to her once uh, once once upon a time therapist, uh, Tori, uh, because she needs to sort of just tell someone all of these things that are happening mm. to her. And uh, uh, and so she tries. Uh, she tries to get Tori's help and try to figure out what's really going on inside her head. Uh, and um, you know, she she's been. Uh, she she feels like these things must be must be you know, uh, not real. And yet there is real violence going on around her. Uh, the, she she discovers that she was being uh, trailed and, and followed by a, a private investigator, Todd Todd Tybel. And uh, and so and and Tybel ends up. Uh, being killed by by two people who come come after Hallie. So uh, if if all of this is really just inside her head, how can it be possible that this violence is happening in the real world? So uh, that's 
That's what's driving this, this chase that Hallie is on to get to the truth. She's like chasing herself or herself around, hoping she, she can find and stop where, where she really belongs. Why, Why was Hallie so, Hallie so, so bent on learning about Kipple X? I, I couldn't get any of that, Fran. Tell us about Hippolex. Ah, yeah, Hippolex is the uh, is is the company that um, that uh, that Tyler mm-hmm. founded, Tyler raised, oh, yeah. and um, uh, it, uh, it when when Hallie is in Las Vegas, uh, she she discovers from the police that uh, that this private investigator who was following her was being paid by this company Hippolex, and um, as they're talking about it, Hallie, who of course is, is a marketer for the medical device industry, uh, concludes that that uh, that the the root of hippo in hippolex refers to the hippocampus in in uh, the brain, and uh, uh, she realizes that, uh, that that this is a company that deals with brain research, and uh, mm-hmm. as she digs into it, discovers it's a company that focuses on uh, memories, and uh, and of course that's a red flag for Hallie that. That something very strange is going on, and that uh, that that this company, in in some ways, must be behind uh, what's been happening inside her head. That's interesting, though. What happens when she meets she meets Andrew? Does something trigger? Uh, well, uh, uh, Hallie, uh, as I say, Hallie and Andrew have uh, uh, have a difficult uh, difficult relationship right from the mm. get go, but uh, uh, Andrew. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't deny knowing her and doesn't deny being there in in Las Vegas and uh, uh, basically sort of hints that indeed something very strange happened to her and uh, and so uh, Andrew and Tyler and uh, and Hallie end up meeting to be able to talk about what what the truth is behind what was going on in 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 Hallie's head. See, that's one of these days where we just figure it out. Okay, so Sky dies. What is, what did she learn about her, about her obituary, and what did she learn about her, about her dreams? Well, I, I, I love, I love the character of, of Sky, and yeah, uh, and, and I, I love the way it just sort of, you know, piece by piece, Hallie starts to figure out who this woman is, and uh, uh, Sky was a. Uh, uh, was was a pianist uh, who played with the Boston Symphony, and uh, and so uh, Hallie finds herself drawn to the Symphony Hall at, in Boston and finds an, uh, a poster of of Sky and mm-hmm. realizes that Sky actually uh, uh, died a month earlier, and and then discovers that in fact uh, it was suicide and that Sky had thrown herself off the cliff in uh, her family estate near Newport, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Seeing this, she begins to start to see some of the pieces falling together because now she starts to begin to put together uh, this, this cliffside estate that she sees in her dreams and, and the statue of Poseidon. And, and when she stares at the photograph of this, this young woman in, in the poster, uh, there's, there's this clear connection between Hallie and Skye. And, uh, and yet part of that connection is also dark because here you have Skye who, who, uh, who killed herself and, uh, and here you have Hallie, who has attempted suicide a couple of times in, in her life, uh, emerging out of the, the struggles that, mm. that she dealt with with her mother. And so there's this, this rather 
rather scary connection that Hallie feels like the sky is drawing her down this dark road to find out what happened to her sister Savannah, and yet the closer to the end of that road that she comes, the more she's aware of the fact that that, that road for Sky ended in her death, and, uh, and, and so Hallie is wondering what's going to happen to her. That's scary. Why, Why was she, she hoping, hoping to find uh, more about Sky and her sister? And what did she, what what did she think, think really happened? happened? Uh, can, can you run that by me again? I, I couldn't catch any yeah. of that. Why, Why was she hoping to, to, to find out more about Sky and her sister? Yeah, the uh, Hallie just feels that that there is a there is a secret that that she just feels an urge to find, and and it's it's really Sky's secret. And um, for for Hallie, I think it's. Uh, I think it's, it's all caught up in her own her own secrets and her own memories because she ends up on sort of these parallel paths that uh, she she finds herself sort of forced to follow this road that Sky had been following and at the same time as she gets closer to that truth I think she's getting closer to her own truth and and so the question is uh, how will that all you know take shape in in Hallie's head and and what's the um, you know what's the what's the result of that I mean does it lead her down Sky's road or does it uh, does it actually lead her to find out the truth about herself and be able to finally confront the truth about herself? Any time that she thinks that, she, that she's delusional, that she just doesn't even know her mother is gone? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, I think, really the struggle for, for Hallie is, is uh, she doesn't mm-hmm. know what she can trust from inside of her own head because she saw, mm-hmm. as, as a little girl, she saw the, the horrible delusions that her mother suffered and, and uh, the, the way... Her mother simply could not get a grasp on reality as she got closer and closer to the end, and as her schizophrenia got worse. And so Hallie has spent, you know, all these years of her life worried that uh, she's going to end up heading down the same road that, that her mother did. And now to have all these things happening and to have, you know, so many so many bizarre things going on inside her head, she she worries that, you know, she's she's inventing so much of this uh, and uh, struggles with what's real and what's not. That's scary. So who is Elijah, and what happens to Paul and Andrew? Who is Paul? Uh, the uh, as, as Hallie begins to learn more about uh, about Sky and, and Savannah and what happened to Savannah, she uh, uh, she she begins to uh, she she begins to track down the people that were involved in their lives. Uh, these years ago, and uh, one of them is mm-hmm. a uh, is a golf pro named Elijah, who was uh, was teaching uh, golf to uh, some of the, the rich Newport kids that summer, uh, and uh, and and Elijah ended up being uh, uh, sort of the, the 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 suspect in Savannah's death, and uh, and uh, ultimately was chased by the police and 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 killed, and and the investigation was quickly dropped. Uh, but for Hallie, the question is. Uh, was that all really the truth, or was there something you know much more uh, complicated and dark that was involved in Savannah's death? So, tell us about the killer, and why can't she picture the person? Yeah, yeah, that's it. it it's uh, it is uh, Hallie is is very familiar with the the concept of a, of a memory that, that, that her brain has suppressed and that, won't, mm. that it won't let her see the truth. And uh, she knows from 
uh, all of her therapy and, and her, her work with her uh, the, 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 that last, last night when her mother died, uh, that um, uh, the, sometimes the brain is trying to protect you by blocking out certain memories. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so she, she becomes sure that uh, Skye's brain is trying to do the same thing to protect her, that there's something about Savannah's death that is, is too painful, too shocking for Skye to remember, and yet, you know, and yet Skye is determined to, to find the truth. Uh, and, uh, and so ultimately Hallie becomes determined to find the truth as well, to figure out what was, what was hiding behind uh, that missing memory. So who is Susan, and tell us about the, about the detectives. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I have several detectives in this book. Uh, actually, one of them uh, I uh, I had a little fun with because uh, for those of you that are are Stride fans out there, uh, you'll remember going all the way back to uh, the first mm-hmm. couple of Jonathan Stride novels that Serena worked with uh, with a detective. Uh, in Las Vegas named Cordy Angel, and uh, he was mm-hmm. in Immoral, and he was in Stripped, and uh, so uh, since I was in Las Vegas, and I remember you, and, and uh, uh, Halle has to deal with the police, uh, I thought I'd have a little fun for readers and bring Cordy back as uh, as a character, and uh, uh, and I will say all these years later, Cordy hasn't changed much. He's, uh, he's, uh, he, he's still kind of this... Uh, uh, glitzy Las Vegas detective who thinks a lot of himself and uh, and, and yet is also pretty smart too so um, so I, I really enjoyed writing the scene between Hallie and Cordy just because it gave me a chance to, to bring this character back from you know, much 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 earlier in the, the Jonathan Stride series How did you decide on when you write tell me who I am that, that, that hit me a lot for whatever reason yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that that whole question of identity is, is so fundamental to, um, to to many of my books, and it, it, it's interesting because you know I, I deal with that a lot in in my own novels, and of course, uh, you know, I ended up taking over Robert Ludlum's Jason Bourne series a few years ago, mm-hmm. and, and that whole question of who am I is uh, is very much at the heart of the Bourne series as well. So it, it all kind of I think fits together in in a, in a pattern that I, I like dealing with questions of identity in, in my novels, uh, and, and that uh, both in terms of sort of, you know, action-oriented struggles as you find with Bourne and, and very intense psychological mysteries that you find in things like I Remember You and, and Infinite and, and Thief River Falls, that, that they all get back to this question of who are we as people. And, uh, you know, I think, that's, I think that's one of the great um, uh, the, the great possibilities of, of the thriller genre and the, the kinds of stories we tell is, is it allows us to put characters in some very extreme dramatic circumstances and, and those are the kinds of circumstances in which people have to confront the essence of their characters and, uh, uh, and, and so that's, uh, that, that I think makes for it just makes for entertaining thrillers because it really means you can get inside the heads of these characters in a really intimate way I mean I, I I know. I mean, it sounds strange for a thriller writer to say, but um, I, I mean, one of the one of the, the the highest honors I can get from a reader is when they tell me that they're in tears at the end of the book because they're so so intimately connected to the characters. And you know, I think that was true in in Deep River Falls and Infinite, and, and certainly very true of, of Hallie's story as well. Because uh, in the end, I mean, Hallie has has a, a very emotional secret at, at the heart of her own story, and uh, and I, I think mm-hmm. that that. That's one of the things that the, the readers uh, are, are, are looking for, is, is that kind of emotional connection to the characters. Well, I can tell you is that it, it hit me. 
give me A because all my life they kept telling me I was different. So I had a ring that's be, that's being made. It's called it's called this is this is me. And that's what yeah, the ring is. Exactly. It's strange, I know. <laughs> No, I no, and it's not strange. That's the thing. I think that's I think that's exactly the uh, the mm-hmm. essence at, at the at the heart of the book, and and really the essence at the heart of a lot of my books is is uh, uh, that that mm-hmm. people sort of discovering who they really are and and uh, mm-hmm. being willing to to live with who they are and uh, and and live with you know live with their mistakes. I mean that that ultimately you know I I look at my novel. Mm-hmm. Infinite and Infinite's the story of, of this this man Dylan Moran. It, it's a very you know it's a very complicated book to the extent that it deals you know with this this theme from physics of parallel universes. And yet at the at the, the mm-hmm. heart of it, Infinite's just a very very simple story of redemption because it, it it ultimately is is Dylan Moran wondering if he can you know rise above the mistakes he's made in in his life and are there second chances in life for someone that that has made a mistake and. Uh, that's the kind of thing I, I, I try to deal with uh, in, in a lot of – it becomes a theme in a lot of my books. I mean, in, in the Ursulina, uh, uh, Rebecca mm. is dealing with, with a lot of mistakes that, that she made in her life and, and that, that changed the course of her life. And can she, you know, find any kind of peace rising above that? And, and Hallie really, in I Remember You, is facing that exact same question. And, and she's, she's, you know, dealing with this secret from her past. Uh, and and sort of getting to the truth of that secret by ending up, you know, exploring the the secrets of someone else's life, and and those things sort of come together in a way that that finally enable Hallie to to find some peace with herself. Well, before I forget, Thursday, a award-winning hand hand surgeon, Dr. Jeffrey Jacobson, will be be here at one one fifteen to talk to talk about. Trigger finger. The rest I'll say next week because it's got to put this. Why did she let Tyler use his machine to unlock her memories? And what happened? That was scary. Run that one by me again. I couldn't really. How come she let Tyler use his machine to unlock her memories? Yeah, yeah, that's you know the 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 essence of uh, the the essence of Hippolex is this company that is yeah. uh, uh, that is dealing with technology related to, to memory and uh, uh, and and so they've made some significant breakthroughs that uh, that that affected Sky and that uh, that that uh, begin to affect Halley as well uh, and of course then the 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 other side of that is that this is such a um, such a valuable intellectual property that there are fears that uh, that competitors would would do just about anything to to, to stop Hippolex from from going forward and be able to derail their research uh, because the, the there there are almost incalculable benefits to being first in this space because uh, I mean when you think about it when you think about the whole concept of technology and, and memories the uh, the implications are there for uh, you know, people with with strokes and, and traumatic brain injuries and Alzheimer's and and so much of what uh, is lost in this uh, is the uh, the memory of of, of of who we are because what what are we other than you know the collection of all of the the, the experiences from our past and if we if we shut those out 
then how do we know who we are? And, uh, uh, and so that becomes kind of the, the, uh, the overlying uh, Michael Crichton-esque theme that, uh, that is at the heart of the book. Well, I could tell you that my mom had Alzheimer's, and I began to wonder sometimes. She used to create who she thought she was. She had no clue. And she was more yeah, interesting yeah, with the you know, Alzheimer's, I mean, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, in, in, the, in the last couple of years of her life, my, my, my mom suffered from, from um, dementia as well, and, and it's, such a, it, it, it's such a horrible thing to, to watch mm-hmm. you know, someone go through that and, and to lose that, you know, that essence of what makes them who they are. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it's hard on them, and it's, it's obviously hard on the, the family around them because, you know, I mean, to – you know, when when your when your your parents stop recognizing you, I mean that's you know that that's that's difficult for anyone to deal with. So I mean I think all of these themes are I think that's yeah. what makes them powerful for readers. I mean that was certainly true in uh, the deep deep snow because you know Shelby was dealing with the early onset Alzheimer's uh, affecting her adopted father Tom, and that becomes a theme throughout the book. I think I mean if I if I've heard one one theme more from from readers. Uh, in one of my books, uh, I think it, it was the whole question of of, uh, of Alzheimer's at the heart of the deep, deep snow. I mean, so many readers wrote to me about how affected they were by by those themes and uh, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know how how that struck them personally. I mean, it gives you a sense of, of the extent to which you know everyone is affected by these kinds of things, and it, it it sort of derails you know so many people's lives. It does. How and why, why does she, she bond, bond with, with Myron? Myron? And what yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I really I wanted to get the the relationship between uh, Hallie and Myron just just right because um, uh, Myron, as Hallie discovered, had a relationship with Sky, um, and, mm. and through that, I think Hallie feels an, an attraction to Myron that, that that is partly her own and yet partly derived from from Sky as well, and. Uh, uh, and and so I think Myron becomes an important character in the book, and yet uh, and yet there's there's not really sort of a long term relationship there. It, it's uh, it's sort of more that um, uh, Hallie sort of ha- begins to develop a friendship with him that is uh, sort of a new thing for her because Hallie's not the kind of uh, not the kind of young woman who's who's had a lot of friends in her life. I mean, she's always been kind of a loner and and you know inside herself. And uh, Myron is at least someone that, that that seems to sort of see who she is uh, in some ways almost better than she sees herself. And, and uh, for Hallie, that's both good and bad. So why why does she always run in different directions, and what does she think the answers are? Yeah, that's that that's the challenge for for Hallie is, is where does where does where does she really go and uh, in in some ways this is sort of a it, it's kind of like a, a a chase book because Hallie is really chasing mm. after uh, the the truth throughout this novel and that and that that pursuit uh, takes her from Las Vegas to Boston and then ultimately from Boston to Newport uh, as she tries to zero in on what's you know what's really going on in in, in Sky's life and, and, and what this this scene in uh, on that July fourth between Sky and Savannah what really happened that night so uh, so she's 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 trying to she's trying to pursue the answers uh, and um, uh, and those answers uh, begin taking her down this same road that Sky followed and, and again the challenge mm-hmm. is the, the road to Sky ended with her at the bottom of a cliff and 
Uh, so the issue is, is that going to happen for, for Hallie as well? Why does she ask Tori to come with her? Uh, well, you know, that's the thing is that, you know, Hallie, Hallie is, is struggling with, um, you know, with, with these things that she can't see and can't remember. And, uh, and so the one person that she thinks can, can help her is, is her therapist. And, uh, and yet they also have sort of a, a difficult relationship, uh, which Hallie freely acknowledges is, is as much her as it is Tori because uh, Hallie has never, uh, has never exactly been open to, to finding out what was really going on in her head. I mean, she's been sort of been struggling and, and uh, keeping that back because she's afraid to face the truth. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, having, having Tori, um, you know, sort of open up a door that, that Hallie doesn't want to open is, is, uh, is difficult for her. And in Hallie's case, that is, uh, that is quite literal. Uh, she, she literally, in her memory, walks right up as a little girl to that door that leads into her mother's bedroom. And she puts her hand on this shiny brass doorknob. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing she remembers until they, the police find her sitting in the midst of, of Red Rock Canyon. So, uh, so Tori wants her to open that door. And, uh, and, and I think on some level, Hallie has known throughout her life that, that she's going to have to open that door at some point and, and see what was really behind it. Uh, but that, um, that, that's, for Hallie, kind of the scariest part of her life. And, uh, and, and in some ways, she can't open that door until Skye is able to open her own door and, uh, and, and stare at what really happened to Savannah. Well, who is Rochelle, and why does she allow her to hypnotize her? What was the point? What happens? Uh, well, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that one because there's there's a lot okay. more uh, there's a lot more stake here. We don't, we don't want to give any any twists away here, but no, uh, so no. suffice it to say, there are there are characters coming up at the end that uh, uh, that, that may not be who they claim to be. So. A lot of people are not who they claim to be. So what finally changes within Hallie? Does she ever come to terms with who she really is? Well, what that's she's ultimately really is. the. the that's really the, the the question of the book, I think, is, is can Hallie, you know, find peace with mm. uh, with with who she is and uh, and and what she's done. Uh, I I, I kind of I, I enjoy dealing with characters that um, that have some hard mm. edges to them that that sort of struggle with uh, um, you know the, this essence of, of who they are and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the nature of their identities. I mean, I think if you look at the the, the, the heroes. Particularly in my standalones, I mean, you go back to Lisa Power and Deep River Falls and, and Dylan Moran and in Infinite and uh, and now Hallie uh, uh, Hallie Evers and I remember you. I mean, they all have uh, they they all have a little bit of, of hard edges. They're all a little bit loners and, and they've made mm. mistakes in their lives. And yet, then as you as you get to know them, um, you begin to realize that uh, that at essence. Uh, they are, you know, they're really good people, and and they're they're good people struggling to overcome some some serious challenges in their lives, and uh, and and I think that's why you know readers relate to these characters because that's the kind of thing that we all face is that you know we're all none of us you know are, are superheroes and and we're all struggling with our mistakes and struggling with the choices we've made in life and and you know wishing mm-hmm. we could go back and. and redo some of those choices uh, and, and yet all we can do is, uh, is find a way to live with them and, and find a way to, to, to make, you know, to, to, to embrace those choices and, and let them turn us into better people at the end of the day. And I think that's, that's going to be Hallie's question in this book is, is, 
you know, can what she's going through ultimately actually uh, uh, make her more at peace with who she is and, and give her a, a sort of a new uh, a, a new look at, at where her life is going? You know, it bothers me sometimes that you made those mistakes, and I hate when people throw them in your face when you're trying to change in, in a different direction. That's what's really scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, you know, the, the challenge is they're always going to be those, you know, the yeah. people that, that end up being roadblocks in, in terms of where, where you're going mm-hmm. in life. And, and, the, and the challenge is to sort of, you know, not listen to those voices. Um, you know, it, it's funny. A lot of aspiring writers, you know, talk to me about the, the challenges of getting started in this business. And, and I, I typically say that um, what you have to realize is that for writers, we, we tend to be our own worst enemies. I mean, ultimately, we're the ones that you know are are you know you know telling ourselves, oh, we can't do this and, and we, we can't make it and we're we're no good. And we have to find a way to sort of not just not just you know stare down those voices and uh, and and stop listening to them, but in fact to realize that it's those voices that um, that 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 can actually make our writing even better. I mean, you have to sort of embrace. Uh, the the doubt and the challenges and use that to, to to make your writing even stronger and you know I mean here I am <clears throat> my my 25th novel will be coming out in November Stride will be back in in the zero night on on November 1st and uh, mm-hmm. you, you would think that after after 25 novels that uh, that it would get easier and that you'd sort of you know have faith in yourself and and not struggle with you know self doubt all the time and and that neurotic tendency to wake up and go, oh, my God, what am I going to write today? But, you know, it, it never goes away. It, it, it's always, I think it's just the nature of the writer's personality, that that's a, it's just a part of how we're wired. And, and the key is to not let that fear and that doubt sort of freeze you into paralysis, but to actually recognize that it's that fear and that doubt that if you embrace it and, and work with it, it just, it ultimately makes you a better writer because you keep going back and you're, I wish you're never I could satisfied remember that. with yourself and you're always trying to improve. So but it is hard to remember. I mean, it, I, I, I know it happens to me on every single book. Mm-hmm. In the midst of every book, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm confident that it's never going to come together. It's never going to work. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, I get to the end of the book and, and I'm, I'm thrilled with how it came together. And you sort of, you sort of block out all of that psychological pain along the way. And, uh, uh, and and but that's that's what you have to do. You, know, you have to you have to sort of use that as part of your your secret uh, secret super uh, strength. So. so will Hallie ever find peace? And what about Tyler? Yeah, will will they ever find peace? Well, I I hope so. Um, you know, I, I I always like to I always like to leave shades of gray at, at the end of my books. I mean, you know, we never have mm-hmm. quote unquote you know happily ever after, and and certainly thrillers are are not the kind of genre where you're you're going to have a, a happy, happily ever after ending. Um, and yet at the same time, that 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 too is is sort of the nature of life. That uh, you know, it, it's not a question of happy happily ever after. It's a question of being able to, to deal with who you are and, uh, mm. uh, you know, ex- accept the things in your past and then move on and, uh, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, you know, move on to something better. It's hard sometimes. It depends on how strong yeah, your mind is, too, and whether you're influenced yeah, by, it, by the things that other people tell you to bring you down, and you don't want to do that either. Yeah, so no, it is, it is exactly, and uh, and that's kind of I think the fun of thrillers is that we take yeah. those very ordinary day to day experiences and we spin them out to a dramatic extreme, and uh, and and yet at the heart it's still something that that 
you know, everyone faces in their lives. We, we, we just, you know, we kind of take those things and, and, uh, and mm-hmm. add these, these twists, twists and violence and, and uh, uh, all of these very dramatic elements of the things that are, are at the heart, the kinds of struggles that we all face. So if Hallie could speak to us right now, what did she learn about herself and where does she see herself next? Yeah, well, I think these are the kinds of things that, that Hallie ultimately, the lessons that Hallie needs to learn and, um, uh, and, and to sort of be able to accept who you are. I mean, I, 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 mm. I kind of love the idea that, that Hallie starts out in, in Las Vegas in the desert and uh, that's where she's always lived. And yet at heart, she doesn't really feel at home there and, mm. and feels in some ways like a fish out of water in Las Vegas. Uh, and I say water deliberately because um, Hallie discovers that uh, she's just sort of drawn to the water and, and can't really at, at first mm-hmm. figure out, is that the influence of sky or, or is that sort of who she is and where she's supposed to be? And, and was she kind of in the wrong place when she started her life? I mean, there, there's this, this theme in the Las Vegas themes that, that Hallie loves mm-hmm. to swim and loves swimming pools and, uh, and, and, uh, struggles with an issue with, with the boy that lives next door to her because she wants to use the family swimming pool uh, because she can't get enough of the water. Uh, and it, it's sort of like uh, finding Sky. she begins to realize that uh, Sky is this, this vehicle by which she's going to uh, understand herself a little better. And part of understanding herself is realizing she wasn't in, um, she wasn't in the right place, and, and she really is sort mm-hmm. of this water girl and, uh, and, and found that uh, uh, she, uh, she, she needed to go somewhere else to find out where her home really was. So what's next for you, and where can we find out more about you? And I read Zero Night. That was fantastic. I can't wait for that interview next month. I know it's been it's been a it's been a busy uh, it's been a busy year. You figure the Ursulina came out in print and ebook on February first. One of one of my all time favorite novels, the Ursulina. Uh, and then this summer we had you know two books out. The the, the Born Sacrifice came out in July, my third Jason Bourne novel. Yeah. And now I remember you, which uh, I, I love. Uh, I love I remember you as, as a standalone. It's, it's one of my favorite thrillers. Uh, but we're not even done for the year yet. Uh, Stride will be back on November 1st in the Zero Night. This is my 11th uh, Jonathan Stride novel, and uh, and I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I, I've been hearing from people who, uh, uh, early readers who have said this is their favorite Stride novel. And, it uh, is. You know, when you get this 11 really books, great. When you get 11 books in on a series, that, that's really great to hear that, uh, that, that people still get that excitement and energy from, from a new Stride novel. So the Zero Night comes out November 1st. And um, <clears throat> people can find me kind of kind of anywhere online. My website is bfreemanbooks.com. That's all one word, bfreemanbooks.com. And they'll find descriptions of all of my novels, links to be able to purchase my novels uh, anywhere online. Uh, and, of course, they can find me on social media as well. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bfreemanbooks. And uh, I'm over on Facebook. My page is uh, Facebook.com slash B Freeman fans. And, uh, and I love hearing from, from readers. I love it when readers send me emails or they post on my pages um, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I do what I do for the readers. And, uh, and so I love hearing about the role these books play in their lives. Uh, it's one of the reasons I love doing, uh, I love doing events. I was just, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was up in Thief mm-hmm. uh, River Falls. Uh, uh, for uh, for the first time in, in years, uh, I, I had tried to get up there during the pandemic, and of course that got canceled. So it was great to be 
uh, back in Seaford for Falls and have a chance to talk about that book with people who live there. And, and again, it was so wonderful to hear about how people who lived in that town, uh, how, they, mm. how, how important that book was to them. So. Well, all your books are keep, keep me busy, but I have to tell you, this one, all my books go to my, to my dermatologist, his wife. His wife request, requested this one and all of them, and I can't go without, bu- without books. So rather than to go for a visit, I can't walk in without books. So yours is going to list, otherwise you won't see me. <laughs> literally, literally. Well. That so, seems like a thank fair you deal. <laughs> so much, and we're going to be on. Um, let me look at my schedule here on my little phone. Um, yeah, if I can find my phone. Yeah, uh, October. We have an, we have another one, right? I think it's October. Uh, we very yes, we very well. Yes, I think we do. Yes, we talk about the zero. Yeah, zero night, October twenty seventh. People, be there. For zero night, yeah, because I have one the weekend. Yeah, I did. I did three that week. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. But thank you so much. <laughs> and um, two bit Hallie's not coming back. I'd be curious to know what happens to her. But everybody, well, you know, I don't know. To, I've, I've learned to say never say never. <laughs> well, I don't know how um, how it is by you, but it's pouring here. We got a flood. We don't care. But thank you so much. Everybody have a great day and say something nice and think positive thoughts. Because the world really is beautiful if you really look at it. Have a great day, and bye. Bye Bye-bye.